The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week. The holiday season is just around the corner, so it's time for Bubble Genius's Can't Catch Me Gingerbread Man Soap. A big chunk of gingerbread that you can enjoy without it going right to your thighs. Unless, of course, you're washing your thighs, that is. Scented with a yumalicious gingerbread fragrance, all the decorations are soap also. And at almost five ounces, this soap should last you a good long time. Only $7 at BubbleGenius.com. But if you use our promo code Bob and Chez, that's B-O-B-A-N-D-C-H-E-Z, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA and covering the whole wide world, this is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Right on! With Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. Pedro, just listen to your heart. That's what I do. I'll just tell them that I have nothing to say. Hello? I don't have much to say, but I think it would be good to have some Holy Santos brought to the high school to guard the hallway and to bring us good luck. We have a great FFA schedule lined up, and I'd like to see more of that. If you vote for me, all of your wildest dreams will come true. The best music on the best station. Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. It is Tuesday, Tuesday, November 1st, 2016, and this is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob Seska, and that is Chez Pazienza sitting right over there. Why are we even sounding upbeat? <laughs> Why are we even trying? I don't know. I'm really, really trying. Hi, I just, everybody. Yeah. I'm done. I'm just done. I sent to, to all of you wonderful listeners out there, all you all you tremendous, tremendous listeners. Great. We have the best listeners. Yeah. We know Wrong. Listeners, we have the best listeners. Right. I sent, I sent, I think it was yesterday. Was mm-hmm. it yesterday? All the days blend together. I sent yeah. Bob a an email, and it just said, I f***ing hate this country. <laughs> And it was Nate, Nate, the latest, you know, latest uh, polls plus figure from Nate Silver that showed yeah. that showed. Here's the way I like I like to look at it. Instead of looking at it in terms of percentages, if there if we hold four elections, Donald Trump wins one of them. Yeah, according to Nate Silver. Yep, absolutely. absolutely. Contrast that with two weeks ago, just two weeks ago, when he would have he would have won one out of ten. Yep. What the f- is our problem? Yep, polls are tightening. Polls are tightening even before James Comey stuck his face you, into the fucking. You, you hit it on the head. You did, well. First, I think we both did. I, I've always said it's musical chairs. The narrative goes back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. I think you also hit it on the head when you said that absent a barrage of horrific news for Trump, mm-hmm. people just forget. Oh he yeah, just bounces right back. They do absolutely. And in fact, uh, we're going to be talking about the New York Magazine profile of the Trump campaign coming up here in a bit. And what was fascinating about that, among other things, was the fact that going into the convention, Paul Manafort actually recommended Trump, after the convention, keep your mouth shut. Remain on a low profile. Like, stay as quiet as possible, because when you're quiet, your numbers improve. Paul Manafort, at least according to Gabe Sherman over at the New York Magazine, 
nailed it. I mean, Paul Manafort nailed what we're witnessing right now, which is that every time Donald Trump keeps his mouth shut, for some reason, everyone forgets all of the horrible, horrible, horrendous things that he's ever done and that his numbers just improve. And I think based on what I have been reading and what I've been seeing with Nate Silver and so on is that a lot of that uh, gaining support for Trump has to do with Republicans. It's basically undecided Republican voters who um, in any other election would have made this, you know, a one or two point election. It was certainly that way in 2012 and to a certain extent in 2008, where it was much tighter than it is uh, this year. And uh, and so we see Republicans coming home, Republicans looking at Donald Trump and going, well, I guess I have to and, and lining up with him. But I still don't understand how any reasonable human being could ever cast a ballot for this goddamn maniac. I mean, that's what that's what I mean. I shouldn't be in this place because I should have already accepted this months ago that that Trump is a maniac. Trump has no regard for presidential decorum. He has no regard for decency. Um, the people around him, his subcontractor, the whole work. I mean, Trump is just a disaster from top to bottom. So how could people possibly be supporting him unless they're deeply, deeply mentally ill? <laughs> That's the only thing yeah. I can come up with. But it is. I, 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 I'm totally right there with you. In fact, it was funny looking at my email. I almost screen grabbed uh, my, uh, my email window on my screen because the, the thread between you and I was basically like I see the, the series of emails and it's just Ches Pazienza, f***. Ches Pazienza, R-E, f***. Ches Pazienza, R-E, f***. Just one after another. It was our conversation back and forth with the subject line being, fuck. And that, of course, uh, pretty much uh, symbolizes what we're dealing with right now. Um, Right now, at this point, uh, according to Nate Silver, there is actually a 10% chance, a 10% chance of Hillary Clinton winning the popular vote, but losing the electoral vote. Yeah. Yeah, that could actually happen. <laughs> There's a 10% chance of that. I mean, you know, there are still polls, you know, New York Times and, and Washington Post that put his chances at very little. An interesting thing, though, there is an outlier poll mm-hmm. on that, that's been consist, somewhat consistent at the L.A. Times saying that Trump stands a better chance of winning. Yeah, I mean, actually, that's true. The L.A. Times poll has been very uh, heavy uh, toward Trump. And I'm also looking here at the Polls Plus forecast at yeah. uh, 538. Uh, as of this morning, Florida has slipped back into the Trump column. Jesus Christ. So that's uh, Arizona, which, you know, I mean, Arizona would have been a bonus, but Arizona is back in the Trump column. Iowa is back in the Trump column. Ohio. And now it looks like Florida. I'm just, I, I have to look at the, because of the way the uh, the fade works and the colors here at 538. I kind of have to crane my neck around to see how, that the that Florida is actually very, very light pink. In fact, it's got, let's see, Nate Silver's got Florida at... Trump, 49.4% Clinton. Now, all of that said, it's entirely possible that, um, you know, just looking at the the landscape at this point, that, you know, Trump would have to win. I'm trying to find my, uh, oh, here's my crystal ball map here. Okay, so Center for Politics. uh, uh, Sabato's crystal ball, uh, you know, the the whole, that predictive model. Um is a, I don't know, it, it's not necessarily a more encouraging map, but it actually prompted me to uh, 
to, to think about this in a different way, which is that according to Sabato's map, where we've got Florida as a toss-up, Ohio as right. a toss-up, Iowa as a toss-up, even Utah and Arizona are toss-ups, which I like to see Utah as a toss-up, even though it's going to go to Evan McMullen, or, or it could go to, uh, very likely go to Evan McMullen. Right. The fact is that that's six, uh, six fewer electoral votes for Donald Trump, and that's always a positive thing. But here's the key. All right, according to Sabato's map, We've got, uh, and this factors in North Carolina on in, in the Clinton column. Hillary Clinton is at 293, all in. That's with leaners and full-on victory in, in, in all of the, the blue states here. Uh, there's a toss-up of 72, and Donald Trump's total at this point, among all of the red states that he's carrying now, including South Carolina and Georgia, He's at uh, 173, 173 electoral votes. So that means if Donald Trump wins all of the toss-up states, a total of 72 electoral votes, he still wouldn't break the 270 threshold while Clinton is already there. So in other words, Clinton could lose all of these yellow states. She could lose Florida. She could lose Ohio. She could lose Iowa. She could lose, of course, Utah and Arizona. Those are, you know, again, like I said, bonuses. She could lose all of those yellow states in the Sabato map and still win the election. So, I mean, I know, right. you this know. Is, this is just like, I can't, how are we, this is the thing. I mean, even I, who, again, has said over and over again that it can come down to the last minute. Yeah. It's like a basketball game now. Why, how is it, it's still, it's staggering. It's, it's just, I can't fathom the fact that we are having this conversation when two weeks ago, Trump was just getting stomped. Yeah. I mean, in in the face of everything that has gone on, I mean, you want to talk about the double standard. I mean, we're going to get, let's just dive right into the Comey thing because it's really illustrative of the dramatic double standard uh, among not only the news media, but among a, a really strong, almost half of American voters, which is that all you need to do in the news is to mention these two words, Hillary's email, and then suddenly... <laughs> Her numbers just collapse and Trump's numbers go up. This whole Comey thing, what is so infuriating about this is basically, I mean, I'm not breaking any news by saying this. This is what everybody's saying, which is that there is nothing here. There is literally nothing here. It's not even Hillary's uh, uh, computer. And we don't even know how many emails are on there from Hillary. I mean, some of the reporting going on, because, of course, now the Justice Department and the FBI are leaking like sieves. And so everyone's getting uh, some version of of what's really happening going on inside the FBI. But uh, sources inside the bureau um, even said that they have no idea. It could have just been emails that Huma Abedin was sending back and forth to, you know, whoever other staffers at the State Department. And that um, I think it was Kurt Eichenwald reported that Hillary Clinton wouldn't even receive digital copies of emails from Huma. She would get Huma to print them out and send them over in a courier bag, in a, some sort of sealed courier bag, to Hillary Clinton. And then Hillary Clinton would open them up and then read the paper emails. Well, read Comey the, is the a paper. legitimate piece of Yeah. He genuinely is. I mean, the idea that he, that he dropped this bombshell, yep. you know, uh, what, 13, not even that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. 12, 12, 10 days, 12 days before the election is just – just ridiculous. And when you couple that with the fact that, according to NBC, he has been sitting on 
this news about in spite of what a ridiculous uh, letter that was that Harry Reid sent. You know, he's, he's <laughs> been, know. he has actually been sitting on the fact that the FBI is at least looking into um, Trump's ties to Russia, which, by the way, I, I never thought was going to turn up anything. Yeah, you know, no, nothing no. official. Yeah, it's yeah. just he's just you know he's he's Putin's stooge because he admires him and because Putin knows that all he has to do is compliment Donald Trump's you know hands. That's right. To to be able to get you know to get him to give him a blow. Yeah, I mean the extent so, yeah. of that that connection. I mean that that still remains to be seen. I mean they yeah. really haven't uh, been able to come up with a direct link from Trump to Russia, although they have been able to connect Russia to those dogs the Russian intelligence services, but they don't, there's no definitive proof as to whether or not uh, Donald Trump is colluding with, uh, right. with That's Putin. The thing. He, doesn't, the, he doesn't need to. That's what I'm saying. Right. The fact is that he, he likes Putin because Putin is an authoritarian and because Putin knows again, to compliment Trump. That's mm-hmm. how you, all you have to do, all you have to do to win Trump over and turn him into a fucking lap dog is to flatter him. You, that's right. But I mean, when we look at the, uh, the, the Comey letter and what's going on, the Justice Department. You know, there's a uh, there's a motto within the, uh, the the FBI, and that is "put up or shut up." And the idea is that within 60 days of an election, you don't put anything out there. You don't say a goddamn thing. In fact, you don't do anything investigative wise that would at all, if it became public, flummox the election. That's one of those main things you don't want to do. There's a there's something called the Hatch Act, which could cause serious issues for uh, federal employees. I mean, not political employees, but but little like lifelong federal government workers um, who interfere or comment upon uh, elections. And this is exactly what James Comey has done. He's he's violated that put up or shut up rule by sticking his nose in the election at this point with right. such an irresponsible letter of just vagueness and and use, people always use the term nothing burger. It's a big nothing burger is what it is. I mean these could all be copies of emails that the FBI already has. These right. could be uh, have nothing to do. These none of these emails could have anything to do with Hillary Clinton. It could be Huma Abedin in internal correspondence with, right. with sublevel staffers. You know, it could be any number of things. And then, then you got Trump out uh, on the stump for the last few days, uh, sounding the alarm as if this absolute nothing is worse than Watergate. I mean, that's what's staggering. And, and what's even more staggering is that all of his people are buying it because they're all stupid. <laughs> They're all just so uneducated, poorly educated, because Donald Trump loves the poorly educated. I love the poorly educated. And so uh, they just are, are eating it all up. And, and, the, and, and the level of alarm occurring among the Trump people, the, just the level of turgid anticipation of what in these emails is just uh, is completely ridiculous because we just don't know. But again, yeah. the double standard is you can say Hillary's emails and it erases a, a, at least a dozen women who have come out saying that Donald Trump molested them by right. grabbing them in Trump some way. A, Trump has a has a, a, a child rape suit yeah. coming up. Yeah, exactly. Granted, you know, it's not criminal charges. It it's is a, civil it is case. A, a lawsuit. Yeah. But still, <laughs> that's right. Come on. 
Yeah, plus a rac- racketeering things coming up on. Yeah, it's uh, like get it, get it together. Yeah, I mean, it's, of course, this is uh, the the racketeering charges with regard to Trump University have to do with this date. Make sure you get out and vote November twenty eighth. <laughs> the racketeering trial begins November twenty eighth. That's why I, <laughs> I think he accidentally said election day was November twenty eighth. Make sure you get out and vote November twenty eighth. <laughs> then that's uh, that's when that is. So you combine that in the into the mix too. And then you look at something like uh, the uh, Oregon militia, the Malheur uh, Wildlife Refuge uh, militants who took that place over. Right. And, and you see how they got off. And then Trump is getting a pass for all of this crap. And then Hillary is facing something that she had nothing to do with. The only thing to keep in mind is that, granted, the clock is ticking down. Yeah. But there is still one week. That's right. And it's, as we've seen, it's astonishing what can happen in one week. It really is. And and that, the only thing that, that's making me at least be able to sleep a little bit at night is that the time could run out for the Trump campaign. And if, I swear to effing God here, <laughs> lots of things to bleep on this show today. But uh, if the Clinton campaign is holding anything back with regard to opposition research, they need to get it out now. Right. Maybe uh, Wednesday or Thursday would be the best timing, but because at the very least they need to change the narrative before election day, at least with a few days. I mean, people have to be going into the weekend, uh, say Friday, talking about something other than James Comey and the emails. Yeah, because as long as people are saying Hillary's emails, I know it doesn't make any sense. But as long as people are doing it in the news media and on social media, et cetera, then the narrative is Hillary Clinton is a crook. Right. If you turn it back on Donald Trump, if you if you have a bombshell, Hillary Clinton campaign, uh, get it out there so that people aren't talking about well, this crap well, I, anymore, this non-story. I've seen that she's she's trying to, um, you know, she's trying to, to bring up the Russia thing. Yeah. Um, you know, somebody, I can't remember who it was, who wrote a pretty good article, um, over the weekend that, that said that, uh, I got, I, I swear, I, you, you know, my brain, it's a freaking sieve. Um, but I'm pretty sure that if I remember correctly, the article said something about how the, one of the reasons why Trump's, um, uh, Trump's, uh, the, the rape case, you mm-hmm. know, involving Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Um, the reason that that hasn't really caught fire with the media is that Hillary hasn't mentioned it. She's refused to use that as a point of attack. Interesting. Um, and you know, and they said that's that's somewhat honorable, but maybe not the best idea. Yeah, I mean, what my question is: if she did make it uh, part of her campaign, would the uh, you know would all of these alt right freaks, you know, all the former Gamergate people and the four chan people, would they all like descend upon the victim here? And just completely annihilate her. This, I mean, formerly a 13-year-old girl is yeah. accusing Donald Trump of, of raping her. And uh, that, that person would be utterly screwed, I think, if this suddenly became yeah. further politicized, which I think it's a smart move. I don't, I don't know that this is going to necessarily damage Donald Trump. I think, as we've said, since the, uh, since the tape dropped from Access Hollywood, that what we need here, the most damning things against Donald Trump, are things that he is saying on video or uh, clearly on audio. I mean, that's the stuff. Right. I mean, that's what you need. You need hard evidence, because in the absence of hard evidence, it's too easy 
easy for Kellyanne Conway to do her wordy jujitsu and and sidestep everything and turn it back on Hillary Clinton. You know that that just being yeah. one example of how they react. But I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that I I don't think they're going to go there. Although you know, it shouldn't matter because it's out there enough, and this should be one of the many things that should completely overshadow any sort of Hillary's email story. I mean, and you you throw into the mix um, the the injustice of of what's happening at Standing Rock Reservation. Where right. like 141 people were arrested the other day. 141 people have been arrested at the Standing Rock Reservation. How many people? There were seven people arrested from the, the wildlife refuge in Oregon, and they were all yeah. acquitted. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about sitting here with a week to go before Election Day and seeing just the utter lack of justice in the United States. I, I, I described it in the Daily Banter as being an American sickness. There is a sickness. There is a yeah. putrid a uh, uh, lack of decency or justice or understanding of of why uh, w- w- democracy seems to work in the United States has flown out of the window. And no one gives a rip about it. And I'm talking about not just the Trump people, but I'm also talking about the contrarian leftists who are still saying, yeah, never Hillary. She's corporatist. She has a corporatist agenda and she's going to... Yeah. Further, her neoliberal thing in the bib 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 bib. Loud noises. <sighs> Just yep. shut up. Just shut up and and grow the hell up. It's driving me bananas. Okay, we're gonna take a uh, a short break and we're gonna talk about. Holy crap. We're going to talk about uh, this New York Magazine profile, the flailing Trump campaign. It was so interesting to read. It was exactly the kind of thing that I wanted to read this past weekend. And uh, boy, was it good. We'll talk about that right after we talk about this. It's Indochino custom menswear. Oh, my God. I love you know I, I love Indochino. I'll tell you exactly why because I'm like I don't know I'm like 12 feet tall and it's impossible for me to buy suits and and any sort of clothes off the rack that actually fit. I have to have my crap uh, either tailored or I gotta go to some weird big and dorky store to find something that maybe will fit, but probably doesn't. And then buying suits is impossible. But now there's Indochino. You can get uh, custom menswear. Uh, that's of the highest possible quality you can ever imagine. You can do it all from the comfort of your own home just by sending your measurements into Indochino.com. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O. Indochino is one of the largest made-to-measure menswear brands. They're making it easy for men to get a great-fitting, high-quality suits and shirts at an incredible price. Here's how it works. Visit Indochino.com or drop by one of their nine North American showrooms. Pick from hundreds of fabrics and patterns. Choose your customizations from lapels to pleats to jacket linings and more. Submit your body measurements. Kick back, relax, and get ready to step into the best, most stylish suit you've ever worn in just four weeks. And this week, uh, our listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just... $389 $389 at Indochino.com when entering the code BANDC at checkout. That's 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit. Plus, shipping is free. It's Indochino.com, promo code BANDC for any premium suit for just $389 and free shipping. You'll never have to worry about badly fitting suits or expensive trips to the tailor again. Get ready to look like a million bucks at Indochino.com. Wrong. 
The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Oh, welcome back to Okay, you know, I've been looking forward to uh, the post-mortem reports uh, on the election. Mm. Because uh, I, I'm really very much looking forward to <laughs> November 9th. Yep. Suffice to say. And all of the postmortems that will come out about how horrendous the Trump campaign was, but but hearing from people on the inside. And uh, I think we've got one of our first uh, versions of that coming out from uh, New York Magazine and, and reporter Gabriel Sherman, who did a phenomenal job reporting on just the foobar <laughs> nature of the Trump campaign. And right. it kind of made me feel a little bit. I don't know if you had a chance to. to, to I, you know what? Out, I actually marked it off and I haven't read it yet because honestly, I'll, I'll read anything Gabe Sherman writes. It's, yeah, it's totally, uh, well, I mean, to put it in a word, delicious. It is, <laughs> I just ate it up like, uh, like Coca Cola. It was awesome. Um, just show, illustrating how terrible the Trump campaign is. And, and you got to wonder, even with the wind at their sails, do they have the infrastructure and the ground game to be able to pull this off? And I still believe that one of the biggest advantages that Hillary Clinton has over the Trump campaign, and this is kind of a, some maybe cold comfort, but it's it's comfort nonetheless, that uh, that Hillary Clinton has a much finer and much more targeted ground game. Even going down to, and I'm not entire, I'm not 100 certain of this, but I, I'm reasonably certain that Hillary Clinton has also implemented uh, the Barack Obama strategy from 2012, which was to target precincts based on census numbers to know exactly down to the last house where all of the Hillary Clinton voters are and targeting those voters in a get out the vote effort. So hopefully there's that going on. But you know the Trump campaign has nothing like that. In fact, they can barely manage their own candidate. And one of the big takeaways from this New York Magazine piece is that uh, that routinely People like Kellyanne Conway, Paul Manafort, Steve Bannon have to trick Donald Trump into getting him to do what they want him to do. Of course, because he doesn't do what people want him to do. That's that's the essence of Trump. He that's does right. what he wants. You have to make it seem like it's something he wants. You have to basically play a game of inception. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that uh, that they have to do is Kellyanne Conway. If Kellyanne Conway can't get through to Donald Trump, like she can't get him to uh, pay attention to her, she'll give him instructions, but via her television appearances. So he'll she'll say something that, well, Mr. Trump has to and and he'll see that because he religiously devours what's going on on cable news, and so he's, about himself, <laughs> about himself, exactly. And so he'll hear that, and then he'll make an adjustment. Um, and then, as I said before, Paul Manafort uh, not only predicted the the Trump effect, which is this, I'm calling it the Trump effect, where in the absence of bad Trump news, his numbers just mysteriously rise, right. yeah, as if nothing bad ever happened. Uh, and then meanwhile, Manafort also tricked Donald Trump into picking Mike Pence as his vice presidential running mate. So um, back in July, New York Times reported that Trump and Pence had an impromptu dinner after the Republican candidate's plane was grounded by, quote unquote, mechanical problems. But a Sunday report in the New York Post revealed that Manafort took the dramatic step of lying to Trump about mechanical problems with the plane after his boss tentatively selected Christie 
for Chris Christie for the vice presidential slot. Trump had wanted Christie, but Bridgegate would have uh, been the biggest national story, Trump sources told The Post. He'd lose the advantage of not being corrupt. Manafort left the campaign in August, blah, blah, blah. But the fact is that um, he was able to get uh, Donald Trump to pick Mike Pence because he was able to get Donald Trump to land, to meet with Mike Pence by telling Donald Trump that there's a mechanical issue with the airplane. And Donald Trump, of course, bought it and then <laughs> played right into Manafort's strategy of, of picking Mike Pence. So that's how that all went down. But um, Kellyanne Conway has to do the same goddamn thing. You know, she's got to say to him, listen, you want to eat just a couple of brownies, not a dozen you know try to mix in things into your uh into your tweet storms that are positive and not just negative there was also uh yeah and trump this is one of the most revealing aspects of this uh new york magazine article says trump didn't know what a gold star family was someone uh one of his advisors asked him in the midst of the con debacle you do know you just attacked a gold star family the advisor asked trump Trump didn't know what a gold star family was. What's that? He asked. (laughs) So for 13 goddamn years in Afghanistan and Iraq, it's actually much longer in Afghanistan. uh, And and Trump still doesn't know what a gold star Mm -hmm. family. Yeah, no, of course. (laughs) You know, but I mean, this raises an interesting question as as far as, uh, uh, you know what a trump presidency would look like and clearly we're looking at a guy who could very easily be manipulated by his staffers they could be he could be puppeteered by his staffers of course he can yeah and and so this is a i think this is a major major problem this is trump this is the same thing that uh we were talking about with regard to george w bush george w bush was very easily manipulated by his staffers i i think the difference is Donald Trump will actually disagree with his staffers. I don't think I don't think George W. Bush disagreed with any of his staffers. Challenged them on their uh, opinions and their, and their policy proposals. I, I don't think until the very end. I, I slightly revised that. I think toward the end of the Bush administration, uh, he was challenging Dick Cheney, and uh, in fact uh, created some uh, some tension between those two because he just was refusing at the end to take any of Cheney's any of Cheney's advice there. So. But anyway, I, I strongly, strongly recommend this New York Magazine profile. It's just such a fascinating look into the, the Trump campaign before it's even done. But I mean, what we know is the whole thing, the whole Trump campaign is in complete disarray. They don't know which end is up. <laughs> Meanwhile, right. they're, they're, you know, all the while, uh, Trump's son-in-law is qu- quickly trying to figure out a way to monetize the Trump campaign, which is to create this Trump media empire, and it's and again, it's 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 Trump's son-in-law who's who's operating the uh, the, the whole planning uh, process for, for doing this, and they're you know they're gathering email addresses and they're building their audience to it's Jer- Jared Kushner is the the kid's name, I'm calling him a kid. Jesus Christ. Jared Kushner is building a proprietary database of some 14 million email addresses and credit card numbers of Trump supporters. That list could form the foundation of a new Trump media company. According to one Republican briefed on the talks, Kushner has approached Wall Street bankers and pitched ideas for media startups. How do we monetize this? He asked through a spokesman. Uh, Kushner denied having such meetings. Campaign CEO Steve Bannon 
who is taking a leave of absence from his role as executive chairman of Breitbart News to work with the Trump team, has an even bigger ambition for all those voters. Reshape the GOP and future elections. Quote, the main goal for Steve was dealing a a devastating blow to the permanent political class, Breitbart editor-in-chief Alex Marlowe told me. It's pretty clear he's upended the Republican establishment, so it's a huge win for Steve's ideas and for Breitbart's ideas. You know, this calls to mind something fascinating because Steve Bannon definitely wants to take uh, full advantage of the Trump movement and turn it and basically take over the Republican Party and and make it into what his vision of the Republican Party happens to be. And you know what? The Republicans are already halfway there. Right. The, the Republicans are really, I mean, look at the statements we've been hearing this week from people like John McCain and Ted Cruz about the Supreme Court. They are going to do whatever they can to either block or filibuster any Supreme Court nominees that Hillary Clinton puts forward, beginning with Barack Obama's Supreme Court nominee, of course, Merrick Garland. And this is going to be the strategy from now on. They are going to completely ignore their congressional duty, their constitutional duty to approve Supreme Court justice, to provide advice and consent on Supreme Court justice nominees. And they're going to do this for long periods of time, at least four years. This is going to start. If the the Democrats don't win back the Senate, the Republicans will be filibustering down to the last vote every uh, single uh, Supreme Court nominee. A Hillary Clinton presidency, the thing is that a Hillary Clinton presidency will be a nightmare. It will be a nightmare because the Republicans will make it a nightmare. It will be nothing but invest. They've already said this. It'll be nothing but investigations and allegations and bullshit and obstruction and then, you know, and more bullshit and more obstruction and more investigations and more accusations of corruption and round and round we go. Yep, exactly. Exactly. It's going to be a lot of that. And and what the, the point of all of this is, the upshot of all of it is that the Republican Party isn't too vastly different from what Trump is doing. Trump, the, the thing that concerns me most about Trump isn't just policy focused. My issue with Trump is, of course, as I've been saying for months now, is his complete lack of regard for anything having to do with his with the constitutional responsibilities of, of the executive branch, with his uh, with his lack of deference toward uh, the, the rules and uh, the unwritten rules and traditions of the office. And so the Republican Party, likewise, is doing the same goddamn thing when it comes to the Supreme Court. They're completely ignoring things that they ought to be doing in a traditional sense this is what the united states senate does every time there's a supreme court nominee. oh there's a supreme court nominee because this is our part of our duty we're going to uh live up to that requirement and so we're going to provide advice and consent for you know supreme court nominees and and and, and do what we're expected to do instead they're just for the first time ever and again this is establishing horrible 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 precedents as far as the behavior of congress and um, it's the same thing that Trump is doing. So there really is no difference yeah. between the people. By the way, Paul Ryan announced that uh, I think it was this morning that he he actually did end up voting for Trump. But he, he wouldn't of say. Course, of course he did. Of course. He, he wouldn't say Trump's name, but he said that he was he, he had voted for Trump, which is just staggering. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the election for no other reason. But I am just desperate for this guy. Every time I see Donald Trump speaking now. I can. I get. First of all, I become like physically 
furious like i could just feel like my body tensing and i get like yeah you get that burning in your head and you just go Rawr! and you, you just want, want to either uh, take a shotgun and blow up your tv <laughs> or just say i can't wait for this guy to be to to lose and to go away but then on the other hand think about what the last 17 months have been like following the Trump campaign. And I know we're way late for a break. I'll get to a break in a second. But this last 17 months following the Trump campaign, now imagine four plus years of nothing but Just Donald insanity. Trump. <laughs> I mean, it's it makes me nauseous to imagine that. And this is what I do. I know for a fact that a Donald Trump presidency would probably be pretty good for our careers. We'd always have something to talk about, that's for sure. But, I mean, the disaster that it would be. No, 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 no. I I don't, I I would want to quit. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. I'm not laughing. I know. I I wouldn't want to do this anymore. I wouldn't want to write anymore. I would want to do nothing more than than submerge myself in something else, in TV production, in anything, in anything. Yeah. In something where, because the idea of having to actively watch day after day, when look, you know what? And I've thought about this. I've thought, you know what? I live in Los Angeles. I could, I could maybe, maybe provided the the economy doesn't explode or we don't go to war with you know a country that has nuclear weapons. I could plug my ears and close my eyes and just live in La La Land. Yeah, you know, know. and just because I'm I'm in an oasis. You know, uh, there there's there's there's. You know, I don't, I don't, I swear, I, I don't mean to insult these people, but in my mind, at least in terms of Trump supporters, there's a vast ocean of <laughs> between the coasts. <laughs> yes. Well, yes, that's true. So I'm, and I'm relatively, you know, where I am, I'm relatively, I don't want to say I'm safe, but mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, you know what? I've, we've talked about this before. I am a white guy. Yeah. I don't have as much to fear mm-hmm. from a Trump presidency, which is something that I've been saying for the longest time. That's the reason why I, I have to vote not for myself but for other people who are closer to the firing line. Yeah. I mean, for this asshole. And you know, ultimately I don't think I would quit. Obviously I would keep doing what I'm doing. The thing is though, that covering a Trump presidency would take years off my life. I mean, just the stress of of dealing with this and dealing with his people, his people, his supporters. That's the big part of it. Having to deal with these maniacs. Holy God would be the worst thing i mean for god's sake people if you're hearing our voices now get your asses to vote and vote for hillary clinton for pete's sake (laughs) the the stakes i just can't even imagine i can't even begin to describe how high the, the stakes are for this seriously i mean we're talking about you know we're basically talking about armageddon here Basically, Donald Trump becomes president. Everything becomes destabilized. Everything. You know, when that James Comey letter came out, stock market dropped 160 points. But you know why? Because Wall Street doesn't want a Donald Trump presidency. Because it would be not because of his economic plan or whatever that crap, whatever excuse the the goddamn never Hillary people will come up with or the the pro-Trump people. It's it has to do with his destabilizing the, the destabilizing force of a Trump presidency and anything that leads to a Trump presidency is going to be seen as a major mega. I mean, the first thing that's going to happen on November 9th, if Trump is elected, is the stock market's going to crash. 
No right. one wants this guy. No one wants this guy except the poorly educated maniacs. I love the poorly educated. Goddamn nihilists who just want to say fuck you to the world. That's no reason to right. vote exactly. for anybody. For God's sake. All right, we're way late for a break. I got to squeeze in uh, another break. We'll come back with uh, more show right after this. Okay, you want to know the best way to support the show? The best way to support the Bob and Chez show is to go shopping at Amazon.com using our Amazon link. Here's how you do it. Go to BobSeska.com and click the Amazon link in all caps just beneath the logo on the main page. The link takes you to the main page of Amazon.com as usual. You go shopping. We get a small commission from everything you buy. It costs you nothing extra, and it helps support the show. And if you run a small business and source your materials from Amazon, make sure to use the link for all your purchases. And don't forget to bookmark it. Thanks so much for supporting the show and our Amazon link. Shove Bob and Chez into your pants and haul them around with you wherever you go. Subscribe to the Bob and Chez Show in the podcast section on iTunes. The second half of today's show is brought to you by Amazon Prime. Click the Amazon banner on the podcast page and sign up for a 30-day free trial of Amazon Prime. Get free two-day shipping, enjoy popular movies and TV episodes, plus unlimited music streaming, free unlimited photo storage, and 30-minute early access to select Amazon lightning deals. Go and do it. Go and do it. Amazon is the best. Okay. So, uh, God damn it. All right. (laughs) Now, on this highly positive show that we're doing today, um, so here's the passage from New York Magazine about how they're, they're deliberately tricking Donald Trump into doing what they want him to do. Quote, Paul Manafort didn't understand him. A longtime Trump confidant told me, Trump is going to do whatever the f*** he wants. You have to trick him into doing what you want. No one understands this better than Manafort's successors. To hear Kellyanne Conway talk about managing her boss is to listen to a mother of four who has had ample experience with unruly toddlers. Instead of criticizing Trump's angry tweets, for instance, she suggests that he also include a few positive ones. Quote, you had these people saying, delete the app, stop tweeting, she recalled. I would say, here are a couple of cool things we should tweet today. It's like saying to someone, how about having two brownies and not six? Conway had grown close to the Trumps, especially Ivanka, through a connection to the Mercer family. During the primaries, Conway had had run a uh, pro-Ted Cruz super PAC which the Mercers had funded. After Cruz dropped out, she started advising Trump. The key to managing Trump, she told me, is to let him feel like he is in control. Always. <laughs> Quote, yeah, it all I mean, ha- Exactly. You have to, it has to be inception. It's, <laughs> exactly. it's, like, that, it's like that old, uh, you know, the... Uh, He's he's like a cartoon villain, yeah. or like he's like yes. a sitcom. He's like you know what he is. He's a sitcom boss. Like yeah. you know, I'm, that's a great idea. I'm glad I thought of it. All right, <laughs> that's exactly right, and that's exactly the case here. It all has to be his decision in the end. Kellyanne Conway said a Trump donor explained it this way: "Quote Trump has the following personality: NIH NFW, meaning if it's not invented here, it's not invented behind these eyes." then it's no fucking way. So basically Donald Trump has to feel like he has to feel ownership of all the ideas he comes up with. So you can't tell him direct. You can't advise him directly to say, do this or that. You have to fool him into thinking that it was his idea in the first place. It's yeah. so utterly fucking stupid. Yeah. It's completely narcissistic. Somebody who, and this is what I've said from the very beginning. You're talking about someone who he is not going to surround himself with the best and brightest nope. because 
in Trump's world, he has to be number one. That's right. He has to be on top. He can't be with anyone who threatens him, somebody who's smarter than him, somebody who's sharper than him. The only thing he can do, like, you know, like Kellyanne Conway said, who isn't, by the way, an incredibly stupid person, uh, is the only way that she gets by is basically by playing dumb. Yeah. By making her, him seem like he's smarter than she is. And he's not. I mean, the level of amnesia is just utterly uh, astounding. It's 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 actually confounding to know that uh, there there are many many people who are voting for Donald Trump who have no recollection recollection whatsoever about the eight years prior to Barack Obama becoming president, the George W. Bush presidency. Donald Trump, by especially through uh, stories reported by New York Magazine this week. Donald Trump would be very similar to George W. Bush, manipulated by his staff, uh, highly, highly incompetent. Uh, just all of the things that we witnessed throughout the Bush years now adapted to this this maniac and augmented times a thousand. Do people not remember the dangers of the George W. Bush presidency and all of the horrendous things that went along with that? I guess they don't. I, I guess <clears throat> the American voters are short attention i mean well i'm not breaking any news saying this but <laughs> american voters have a really goddamn short attention span they can't no, if totally. they if they can't remember the bush years i i don't i i, I don't know what to say that they're willing to make this same goddamn mistake once again to go in for a second round of this awfulness and all of the accompanying awfulness that was manifested by this level of presidential incompetence it's happening all over again. I mean, at the very least, Trump is going to win 24 goddamn states. 24 states. They, Trump is okay. Trump will do. Really? Really? It's, yep. God, so discouraging. So disheartening. So disillusioning. And, and again, I, I didn't have an extraordinarily high opinion of American voters in the first place. <laughs> You know, um, I hate to put it that way, but, uh, you know, I'm one of the, I'm a, I'm a realist. I, I think for the most part, the American people are dumb. They're the townspeople from the Simpsons for the most part. I mean, obviously there are exceptions. Everyone listening to the show is an exception, but I mean, there are, are, are lots of people out there who are just dumb, 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 oh, yeah. dumb. Here's uh by the way, here's the, the Kellyanne Conway, uh, ironic tweet of the week. Astonished by the all-out assault on Comey by Team Clinton, she writes here on Twitter, suggesting he is a partisan interfering with election is dangerous and unfair. So what Donald Trump has been doing throughout, you know, up until Friday with regard to uh, the FBI investigation with regard to Hillary's emails right. is ex exactly what Kellyanne Conway is now saying is wrong. Wrong. Of course. <laughs> Because but, when, Trump, when Trump does it, it's not wrong. Exactly. So when uh, the FBI exonerates Hillary Clinton, so there's no charges, no criminal behavior here. Uh, then, oh, then he's clearly the FBI is rigged for Hillary Clinton. But but now that it, Comey releases this letter, it's dangerous to say that Comey is rigging the election. <laughs> God damn it, these people. I, you know, it's just Kellyanne Conway. I can't say enough about Kellyanne Conway. She is utterly fascinating to me and i'm not saying that in a necessarily positive way uh because i am watching a lot of msnbc lately and she does appear on msnbc quite a bit and she's just like it's it's like um i don't know how to describe it. you just you, you pull a string on her back and and she starts going and she, she doesn't right. shut up unless you interrupt her and stop her 
But I, I, I've never seen anyone. She's like, she's basically a spin bot. I mean, she's yeah. a, I've never seen anyone so robotically and so almost naturally blurt out the most obvious spin that you can possibly imagine. Yeah. She's just masterful, masterful of that crap. Okay, we're going to take one last break, and we're going to come back uh, with, uh, oh, more more great news <laughs> coming up right after this. Ah, I just love my new gingerbread man soap. Mmm, smells just like the real thing, except it lathers up with awesome soapy suds. Hey, what the? Ha <laughs> can't catch me! Hey, you're soap. You're not supposed to talk. Can't catch me! Just try! What the? Hey, where are you going? Can't catch me! Hey, come on! You're my delicious soap! I need you! I need your gingerbready bubbles! So does the world, lady. It's that time of year and I'm off to bring scrumptious suds to all the good boys and girls the world over. But you're my soap! Hey, get over here! I, I, I'm gonna get you! Would you get over here? <laughs> Can't catch me! Can't Catch Me, Gingerbread Man Soap, and other handmade brilliant bath and body, only from Bubble Genius. Bubbles guaranteed. Talking not included. Actual soap will not run away. BubbleGenius.com! This is the Bob and Chez Show with Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. Presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yes, it is. Thank you, Buzz. And thank you for supporting the show at Patreon.com slash Bob and Chess. Really, really appreciate it. All right. I saw this story today on uh, uh, Talking Points Memo. And again, you talk about sphincter-clenching news stories. I, I you know, again, I... I on one hand, I'm apologizing. On the other hand, I, I really think that no amount of alarm with regard to the stakes of this election is going to be significant enough. I think that we need to, I, I think it's imperative that we make sure that, you know, at least our perspective on the election puts it in the, in the, in the proper place, that, we, that, that the level of alarm is adequate to the level of the danger. And right. there is a lot of danger here. When you see these numbers collapsing the way they are, when you see the race tightening the way it is, with still one more week to go, seven more days in which God only knows what's going to happen next. You know, it could be another FBI thing, for God's sake. Or that it could be another bombshell about uh, Donald Trump and, and could expand the, the numbers back to where they were before. Who knows? But at this point, sitting where we are right now, the election is tightening. There is a greater chance by the minute of Donald Trump becoming the next president of the United States and all the accompanying awfulness around that. And I would feel like we didn't do what we needed to do in order to underscore the horrendousness of that possibility. So that that's why. And, I, you know, I, I, I understand the necessity of, of people like uh, Chez and I to to talk talk you off the ledge when things aren't looking so good. But I think the importance of this election mandates that we uh, we take a realistic view uh, of of what's really happening. And while I would love to be positive, I'd love to say, ah, Hillary's got this. You know, Donald Trump could could win all of the toss up states and he'd still lose. Yeah, I don't want to think that way. I don't want to think that way because I think it undersells the uh, the tragedy that would occur if Donald Trump wins next Tuesday. I mean, mm -hmm. just imagine for a second. Dialing up cable news. You turn on MSNBC next uh, Tuesday evening. Get home from work. 
pour yourself a drink, you sit down in front of the TV, turn on cable news, and they call the first state. It's North Carolina, and it goes to Donald Trump. Just think of the wave of nausea flooding over your body. Now, again, this is all to say, make sure that you tell everyone, every adult within shouting distance to get their ass to the polls and make sure they vote for Hillary Clinton. (laughs) This is there's nothing more important right now. Almost literally nothing. I mean, there may be personal issues, uh, health issues that you might have in your life. Beyond that, nothing is more important than making sure Donald Trump loses and loses badly next week. Okay, so this is uh, this is the story that kind of, uh, because this has nothing to do with the polls, or this has nothing to do with whether Hillary Clinton does X or Y, or whether Donald Trump has another bombshell uh, a sexual assault story that comes out. 46 states have now requested federal help in preventing voting hacks. 46 states have requested the Department of Homeland Security help them fortify their voting systems against hackers, CNN reported on Monday. An unnamed senior DHS official told CNN that all but four states have requested this federal assistance. It was not clear from the report which states have not reached out for help. That number is up from about 33 states earlier this month. Experts have repeatedly said that it would be extremely difficult to hack the U.S. election. But the recent hacks of Democratic political organizations like the DNC and the Hillary Clinton campaign officials' emails, as well as fears of a rigged election stoked by Donald Trump, have put the public on high alert. I don't think, I mean, regardless of what the the various experts have said about hacking the U.S. election, I think it's entirely possible. I don't think we can rule out anything. Yeah, I know. There are some really sophisticated people out there who were able to get into systems far more secure than our U.S. election system. I mean, when you go into a polling place and you see these computers just plugged into the goddamn wall, they're just at the end of the day, if you're voting electronically, there are systems that, you know, maybe not necessarily hooked up to the Internet, but they are uh, the reporting happens through the Internet. You see lots of precincts reporting and, and, and boards of elections putting all their election results up on their website. Maybe not stealing the election, but throwing the election night coverage into utter chaos. I mean, imagine if someone uh, is able to infiltrate the, the 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 chain of information between an actual polling place and the way it gets to the results get to a network. Imagine someone sticking their nose <laughs> into that right. yeah. into that I, I, chain. Yeah, I put I put nothing past. I don't. I'm I'm tired of trying to predict that you know sanity. Um, you know, reason, rationality, logic, yeah. um, the normal rules apply in this. Uh, it, they just, it doesn't. So I don't know. I don't think anything's possible. Yeah. I mean, and again, this has nothing to do with uh, with what Trump does or what Hillary does or what the news media does. This can be some. this is something that we can't even control or we can't even anticipate what could possibly happen with hackers. And they have interfered with every step of this goddamn election process. Every fucking step. And uh, and to think for so many years, the, the left was encouraging hackers and, and regarding them as journalists. And now we see what the true nature of, of what they're doing is all about. And I know by saying that I'm risking getting hacked again, but I, I, I can't help it. This is something that's it's again, it's way too important to uh, to ignore. So uh, one last thing before we wrap up the uh, the free show today on our Tuesday show. Um <laughs> You know, Evan McMullen, we've all got uh, McMullen fever. Evan fever, catch it. Catch it, yeah. Uh, it looks like Evan McMullen, I mean, there's a strong chance that Evan McMullen, who's just an independent, he's a conservative candidate, but he's, he's running an independent candidacy, 
Um, he could actually, actually end up winning Utah, which would be right. uh, really great. Take more votes away from more electoral votes away from Donald Trump. But so this in this regard, the white nationalist movement is going after Evan McMullen now. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And uh, they issued a, a robocall. This guy, William Johnson, he's an ardent supporter of Donald Trump. I know, I know that'll be the denouement here, but McMullen's response is spectacular. <laughs> right. Here's, uh, here's this robocall from William Johnson, this white nationalist and supporter of Donald Trump. Hello, my name is William Johnson. I'm a farmer and a white nationalist. I make this call <laughs> against Evan McMullen and in support of Donald Trump. Evan McMullen is an open borders amnesty supporter. Evan has two mommies. His mother is a lesbian married to another woman. Evan is okay with that. Indeed, Evan supports the Supreme Court ruling legalizing gay marriage. Evan is over 40 years old and is not married and doesn't even have a girlfriend. I believe Evan is a closet homosexual. Don't vote for Evan McMullen. Vote for Donald Trump. He will respect all women and be a president we can all be proud of. I paid for this ad for the American National Super PAC. 213-718-3908. Uh, everyone write down that phone number, by the way. <laughs> because if you want to know who to complain to, they've, they've provided a phone number. 213-718-3908. There you go. Yep. Did you know Evan McMullen might be gay? That's, a, that's an L.A. area code. That's <laughs> oh the God. old L.A. area code. Oh, Hardly anybody has it anymore. Yeah. So there it is. There it is. They've already started smearing Evan McMullen. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. So his response to, to, to cause Trump took a shot at him too. And his response was basically, uh, you know, uh, I was I was in uniform fighting, you know, carrying a machine gun, fighting terrorists while you were hosting The Apprentice. You jag off, <laughs> something along those lines. Right. And I saw him on uh, Hardball, and he seems like a decent enough guy. And that's what I keep saying, though. You find these decent, uh, well-spoken, well-meaning conservatives, and I think I think the left has a responsibility to reach out to those conservatives if for no re- other reason but to work with them in order to delete the bullshit of the Trump NATO. You know, to just get everything back on course as far as doing everyone doing what they're supposed to be doing. Presidential candidates behaving in presidential ways. Congress, you know, offering advice and consent on Supreme Court nominees, etc. And to regard things like Hillary Clinton's emails, for God's sake, as being a story from the past in which she was exonerated, not just by the FBI, but by numerous congressional committees, all of which the Republican parties hold a majority. And that's including Trey Gowdy's Benghazi committee and Jason Chaffetz's committee. These are all committees that are run by hyper-partisan Republicans, and they all exonerated her on these emails. This is reality, folks. This is what everyone should agree upon, but which there's uh, 45% of American voters who just want nothing to do with basic reality because they can't win with it. That's the problem. Reality flummoxes their odds of winning, and so they, of course, deny all reality. Right, Mr. Trump? Wrong. Okay, the uh, postmortem show is coming up next. If you're listening at Patreon.com uh, and you're subscribed at the $15 level, keep listening. Postmortem show will happen seamlessly right after this music is done. Sign up at Patreon.com slash Bob If you want to hear the postmortem show as a standalone, you can sign up at $5 a month. 
and you'll get two post-mortem shows in addition to the, the free show. We'll see you over there, and I, I'm sorry about all the negativity. What can I say? Bye, folks. Make sure you get out and vote November 28th.